Hey, my name is Amanda Matthews, and I am obsessed with all things women's health, motherhood, periods, and helping you to navigate this roller coaster of a thing called infertility. I'm a new mama of two who has spent over 10 years in the world of birth, midwives, and healing women. I bring you the tried and true secrets of what works to heal and move forward as the divine mama that you are meant to be. Whatever you're dealing with, miscarriage, mystery, infertility, PCOS, or if you're only just entering the world of TTC, all things are discussed here. Pull up a chair, get yourself some tea, and let's get some clarity on where you are and what your most powerful next move is. This is the Boone Baby Podcast. Okay, I want you to look back in your mind's eye at your high school days and imagine yourself in your sex ed class. And I want you to really think about if you remember the teacher saying anything about charting your cycle. I will I will seriously wait. Like I would be so shocked if somebody said that their teacher actually said something about charting their cycle. Because what I remember from my high school sex ed class was take pain pills for cramps and wear protection and get birth control. And turns out that birth control is very, very controversial and is something that can cause a lot of side effects, that it actually shrinks our clitoris by 20%, that it decreases our desire to even have intercourse in the first place, and that it causes us to gain weight, messes with our hormones, can cause PCOS. So no one exactly told me that, but they did tell me to protect myself, which, you know, I guess is good. So anyways, my point is there's not a lot of information in the mainstream about our cycles, and there's a lot of misinformation in the mainstream about our cycles. I had had my son, and he was probably like... I don't even think he was he was over a year old by the time I finally figured out how to chart my cycles and use it as a form of birth control, although I was still too afraid to use it because I had heard that it wasn't effective, it wasn't effective, it wasn't effective, and I was so terrified of getting pregnant again because I didn't feel ready that I didn't trust it and I didn't trust my body. And if that's you, um, you're in the perfect place. Because I'm here to give you the confidence about your cycle and that you can understand your body and your cycle and how to chart your cycles without making it so complicated. The thing is, it doesn't need to be complicated. We just need to learn to listen to our bodies. And there's a very specific, technical, scientific, (laughs) organized way we can do that. And so when we're talking about charting our cycles, you've probably heard of the rhythm method before, and you've probably heard of the FAM, F-A-M, method before. And I will say that the rhythm method is outdated in that it doesn't exactly go with the way your body changes. So if I was charting my cycle just using the rhythm method, I would have absolutely ended up pregnant because your body changes due to stress, factors, weight loss, trauma, virus, if you end up sick, 
then your period will change because your ovulation will change. Your body will wait to ovulate if it does not feel like it's in an optimal place. And so even if you're at a place where you're like working out a ton and you are running on adrenaline all the time or you're up for a big promotion at work, your period will rearrange itself to wait, like your cycle will wait to release the egg until you chilled out. So that is the FAM method, which is where you really, really, really listen to your body and get to know your body and understand that your body changes, that your uterus is always changing. Your ovaries are constantly changing. And I'm always saying this because it's true. And even if you go get these numbers or whatever it is, like if you've been tested for this or if it's always been this way or or whatever it is, um, just know that your body is reacting to your environment. Your period is, your cycle really, is basically a report card of all the things happening in your life and all of the things environmentally going on in your life, the things you're taking in, taking out, if you switch your diet up, if you try new supplements, if you try a new workout, if you're under stress, if somebody dies, there is so many variants going on. And so that's why I love the FAM method and that's what I use. And I will say that I love apps. I'm all about apps. Like, yes, get yourself an app. Those are actually the best place to learn and start. If you get on Google and you start trying to figure out your cycle and how to chart that way, it is, mm, it's kind of overwhelming. So just get an app right now. I'm using an Ovia app. Uh, it's free and I've been loving it so far. And I'm also using the Kendara app, which can be synced with a thermometer, which we'll get into in a minute. So I really, really like both of those. I use both of those because the Ovia app is more visual and it's more fun and it's yellow and there's pictures and I like that. That's how my brain is. The Kendara app is for someone who likes more of a chart, who's a little more organized and who is a little more of that type A personality. That's what I think. Um, You can give both of those a try. There are so many apps and you really can't go wrong. And if you are intimidated by an app, you can absolutely print off a PDF of a BBT chart. That's what you want to Google. So you get on Google and Google a BBT chart and it will print out the chart and it will kind of tell you where to put what. And so when I use my app, instead of having the predictor on, because once you turn on the prediction and your app starts predicting when you're going to ovulate, then you've kind of entered the rhythm method territory and apps can be wrong um, because they run on an algorithm and our bodies do not. So there is a chance that could lead you into trouble or if you're just trying to get so specific with fertility and really get that peak day, it's a good idea to turn off the prediction. um, What is it called? The prediction setting on the app and just use your notes and use what you're learning from your body and kind of be your own detective so that you can get your cycle really, really, really down. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump into the four phases of your cycle. Did you know there was four phases to your cycle? I did not. (laughs) I had no idea, but it's so, so fun to learn this kind of stuff because I use it to sync my calendar. So I will show you that in a minute. 
The first phase, the follicular phase, is when our body is developing the follicle, which will become the egg. And this phase is when we have most of our estrogen flowing. We are more, we are physically stronger. We are more likely to go out. We are more likely to feel um, social, to feel motivated. So that's a really good time to be networking with actual human beings face to face. The next phase is ovulation, which is when the egg is fully developed and the ovaries drop the egg into the fallopian tube and it is getting ready to be fertilized or it's ready to be fertilized. So that would be your peak day. When that egg is sitting there ready to be fertilized, that is your peak day. And we actually only ovulate 24 to 48 hours out of the entire month, out of your entire cycle, you only ovulate. That's your peak day, 24 to 48 hours. And so why everyone tells you that you can get pregnant every day of the month all the time that you always, always, always have to be careful is kind of silly and it creates a lot of fear. And I don't think you should be going willy nilly and all that stuff, but there are only really 24 to 48 hours that you have dropped that egg. The reason that there are more chance, there are six days out of the cycle that you are able to get pregnant is because you have that cervical mucus that keeps the sperm alive inside the vaginal crypts or the cervical crypts. So yes, out of your entire cycle, which is your 30 or 28 day or 32 day cycle or an entire month, you will be fertile only six days. And only 48 hours of those six days is that egg just sitting there waiting to be fertilized. So that is why cervical mucus is so, so important because it's the bridge between the sperm and the egg. And if you have healthy, yummy mucus, then (laughs) never thought I would say yummy and mucus in the same sentence, but I surprise myself every day. So if you have that yummy mucus, that is sitting in the cervical crypts or sitting and hanging out in the vaginal crypts, then the sperm will go there and hide out until the egg drops. That is why you can get pregnant six days out of your cycle. And I will tell you um, when those days are. So the phase after that is the luteal phase. This is most people's PMS phase. This is when your progesterone starts to rise because progesterone is what is in charge of creating a pregnancy. So even if we're not trying to become pregnant, our body doesn't know that and our body's just doing the thing. So our body's like, well, she ovulated. Let's raise that progesterone to nurture the placenta because progesterone is what is going to grow that placenta and keep the egg turning into our baby. And so after that phase, we start our period. And that is when we bleed, which is five to seven days out of the month generally or three days three to seven yeah okay so let's get right into actually I want to go back and talk about when you're fertile so if I have a 28 day cycle this is what it's going to look like I start my period the very say say I start my period the very first day of the month and it's say it's March, I start March 1st. That is the first day of my cycle. The next time I bleed, the next first day of my period, say I start that on 
April 1st, that means that that's the end of my cycle. So my cycle goes from March 1st to April 1st. That's all my four phases of my cycle, and that's ovulation. That includes everything in there. And so the period and the cycle are different, and I just wanted to clear that up because I actually didn't, I don't know why I always heard a cycle. Like people would say my cycle, my cycle, my cycle all the time, and I thought it meant period, but period is only bleeding, and your cycle is the entire cycle, the entire four phases. So if your cycle is 28 days long, then you would have started bleeding the very first day of the month. Just hypothetically, it doesn't have to be the first day of the month. I'm just trying to give you a visual. So you can really, your cycle can go from the 10th to the 10th, the 20, you know, it can really go anywhere. But going back to starting the very first day of your period, you just pull out a calendar or an app or just a calendar on your phone and mark that down as the first day of your cycle because we want to know how long your cycle is. It's important to know how long your cycle is so that you can exactly nail your peak day on the head or so that you can avoid pregnancy. It's also important so that we can learn how long your luteal phase is. So the luteal phase, that phase after ovulation, needs to be at least 10 days long for a baby to be able to implant. If it's not at least 10 days long, you're not going to succeed with a pregnancy because you aren't making enough progesterone to develop a healthy placenta. That is why we need to be our detectives and figure out what's going on. So if you're someone who's like, oh my gosh, why is this just not taking? Or why do I feel like I keep having these little weird miscarriages or whatever it is? Look at your luteal phase, the phase after ovulation, that phase before you start your period. The day after you ovulate to the day before you start should be at least 10 days long. Okay, so my period, say my cycle is 28 days long. The first day of my cycle, I'm bleeding. I bleed and then my period is over and now I'm coming up on ovulation. And the next way that I can tell that I'm ovulating is my mucus. My mucus will start to become that gooey, yummy mucus that is like egg white consistency at about 10 days after the first day of my period to 12 days or even 14 days, I will have that mucus that is telling me that my body is ready to ovulate. That mucus is your fertile mucus. If you've heard that before, um, that is a real thing. It's a little bit different for each of us because there's no reproductive system that is the same. They're all so unique. But for me, for my cycle, I will exactly be on the 14th day after the first day of my period, the 14th day, I will experience that egg white mucus and I know that my peak day is either right around the next day or like it's just right around the corner or else it is that day. So that is how you can tell if you're coming up on ovulation. Another way that we can tell that we're coming up on ovulation is um, LH testing or ovulation testing and I'm not I don't hate ovulation tests but I know that they can error so um, if there's something that too is too stressful for you then don't do it but if you want to do it this is how you do it you have the very first day of your period 10 days later when your period is over you start testing on your strips 
and then you test for the next five to seven days until you hit your peak day. You'll know that you're about to hit your peak day because your ovulation strip will give you a positive, and that means that you are going to ovulate within the next 24 to 48 hours. So you need to make love after you get that positive ovulation test because you're going to be ovulating 24 to 48 hours after that. So that is how you can get it really honed in. If you're someone who is like dealing with weaker sperm that is just not going to make it, or if your mucus is just like not great, or if you're having troubles in any way, shape, or form, and you just want to really nail it on the head. Those LH strips can be magic for some people, and I definitely think that if you feel drawn to it, you should give it a shot. The other way we can tell if we're actually ovulating is... (laughs) Oh no, this is turning into an ovulation podcast. Um, Okay, let's go back to step one. (laughs) Step one. Find the first day of your period and mark it on your calendar, mark it on your app, mark it on a BBT chart. The next step to charting your period is tracking your temperature. And yes, this does help you discover if you're actually ovulating. So your BBT temperature is called your basal body temperature. And what you do is buy a basal body thermometer. I just got a simple basic one on Amazon, but you can get a temp drop that hooks onto your arm and it monitors your temperature while you're sleeping so you don't have to do it. And it connects to an app and it communicates with an app and puts all the information in for you. The other thing is a watch. I've seen those where women wear these watches that connects the temperature to your app for you. And so that's a good way to kind of check and see if your basal body temperature is moving. What happens is when you do ovulate, uh, after ovulation, your progesterone starts to rise. And so the progesterone after ovulation will make your temperature rise about 0.3 to 0.5 decimals. So if my temperature throughout my entire month is 97 flat, after ovulation it'll be 97.3 or 97.5. So on your app you'll see a chart or a graph or a grid most of the time that will kind of show a spike in your temperature and that means that you have ovulated, which means that your ovulation window is shut and you are now in your two-week wait. So that's a really good way to tell if you're ovulating. If your temperature never changes and your mucus is not changing, then it's very possible that you're not ovulating. You can absolutely bleed um, without ovulating. And so it's always good to check in and make sure that you're actually ovulating so that you're not doing all the work for not. So step two, get your BBT temp- BBT thermometer, body basal thermometer. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got mine from Amazon. It was like 14 bucks. Before you get out of bed in the morning, before you move really, just you want your resting body temperature. Uh, You just reach over and plop it in your mouth until it beeps and then make sure that you chart that number in your app or on your PDF chart. There are so many apps out there right now too, and I am a fan of apps. I think they're great. You just want to turn off, again, turn off the predictor on your app so that your app isn't trying to predict your period. Okay, so we went over the first step, which is 
checking the first day of your period, now you know how to check your basal body temperature and why. So the next step I kind of already skipped and went over is really, really checking in with that mucus. Doing the mucus test, seeing if you have that estrogen, seeing if you have that progesterone. Um, it's really good to track our cervical fluid, how it looks, how it feels, how it like smells. It's supposed to be like raw egg whites. It's really clear and some people have a ton of it and some people have less of it and I really need to do a podcast all about mucus and I think that I will because it's so dang important. Um, trying to decide if I want to include a couple things about cervical position and I think I will just for people who want a bonus or who want to go above and beyond. So if you want to be that person who checks your cervix, you can absolutely add that step in to see where you're at in your cycle. Normally your cervix is low. It's about one finger length inside your vagina and it has a surprisingly hard texture. It's like a donut or the tip of your nose. In the days just before ovulation, your cervix will be higher and it will be softer, like almost to the texture of your lips, but not quite as soft as that. So that is also a really good thing to be able to check if you're comfortable checking yourself, giving yourself a vaginal check. Make sure your hands are very clean. You can do it in the shower. That's an optimal time. And just check and see if your cervix is low or if it's higher. If it's higher... um. Yeah. Sorry. It'll be higher and softer. I'm just making sure I'm telling you guys the right thing. In the days just before ovulation, your cervix will be higher and softer. Obviously, I don't do that because I'm not very familiar with it um, because I just don't feel the need to, but it's amazing if you want to. So I follow those three steps. Really, really simple. And I know the days that I can get pregnant in the days that I cannot, but I also know how to work my schedule around my cycle, and I also know how to read my body around my cycle, and I also can tell if I'm making enough progesterone because of my cycle. So checking the luteal phase, making sure that you're ovulating, and of course, being able to get off of hormonal birth control is a huge deal. So I just want to recap on the three tips that you can use and see if I miss anything in between there, if you already have your three tips and you're like, I got it, <laughs> then good for you, girl, and I will see you later. If you need a recap, here we go. One, find the first day of your period. That is the first day of your cycle, of your whole cycle. Two, get a basal body thermometer and check your temperature every single morning. Watch for that spike so that you can know when your peak day is. Okay, I want to add in... Uh, you are still fertile after you ovulate for at least one day. So if my cycle, if I'm going along, I'm, I'm going to be fertile five days before my peak day. And then my peak day happens. And then I'm still going to be fertile 24 hours after that peak day because I still have that mucus in there. And I, it still gives the sperm an opportunity to make it to the egg. So 24 hours to even 48 hours if you want to be really, really safe after ovulation, it's good to use protection. Um, 
The third thing is knowing your mucus, tracking your mucus, your cervical fluid. The cervical fluid will be like an egg white. It'll be stretchy and clear. You can stretch it. The stretch test is that you can pick it up off of your tissue and you can stretch it between your fingers more than an inch more than once. And it is absolutely accurate. So how I check my mucus is first thing again in the morning before you actually pee, you get a wipe or a tissue on your hand and you wipe from back to front. And that will give you the mucus on the tissue so that you can examine it and see if it is like lotion-y, if it's kind of crumbly, or if it is in fact that egg white consistency. And you will be able to stretch it between your fingers more than an inch more than once. And that means it's go time, baby. And if you don't remember anything else from this podcast, just remember that if you are having that stretchy, stretchy, yummy mucus, then you got to get in there and get busy. And the last thing is paying attention to your luteal phase because we need to know that we have at least a 10-day luteal phase to conceive. If you're not having a 10-day luteal phase, it means you need to work on your progesterone levels and you can do that super effectively um, through zone balance treatment and through the supplements that I offer. Of course, there's other health professionals that can help you do that as well. So that is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am thrilled to have you here. And I'm not kidding when I say I never thought it was possible for me to use charting my cycle as a contraceptive. And now I absolutely do. And it's amazing. And it gives me confidence in my body and confidence in that I know and understand my body. Confidence that I'm communicating with my body. So I hope it does the same for you. Of course, if you have questions, you can get a hold of me at boonfertility.com. You're always welcome to get on and schedule a free phone consult with me so that we can talk about what's going on with you and what's going on with your cycle. If you want to dive in more and you want to go deeper with me, again, go to boonfertility.com and sign up for my newsletter so that you can hear from me weekly or monthly and you can really, really start planning to conceive more intentionally and you can have me on your team. It has been amazing to talk to you guys. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you soon. You've just finished another episode of the Boone Baby Podcast. I'm hoping you are leaving here with more clarity and confidence in the direction that you are going. If you want more, head on over to my website at boonfertility.com to join my mailing list. And if you're looking for your own community of divine, like-minded women, Go to my website and click on the Facebook link to join my exclusive Facebook group to continue the conversation all about TTC.